welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. Hello, everyone. Hello, Christy. How's it going? Oh, it's going so great for me, not for our couples, unfortunately. (laughs) No, things are falling apart very quickly. Yeah, we haven't even made it out of the honeymoon yet, and already, I, I it's so sad to me because I feel like, well, we had some friction last season, we at least felt some amount of optimism during the honeymoon for some of the people. I don't have a ton of optimism here. I don't know if any of these people are going to, I mean, they obviously have to, I I guess. Can you imagine just a totally fail season where all of the couples do not make it out of the honeymoon? What would, oh, I don't, I don't think that would happen. That's, that's a little too quick. Well, I, yeah, that obviously won't happen. It just, it seems like we're kind of on the edge here with a lot of, a lot of these people I feel like this episode really took us in a negative direction for a lot of these people yeah especially for Clint and Gina they are a disaster boy well where where do you want to get started let's do Dominique and McKinley okay yeah we'll probably have to flop around a bit here because we had individual time we had Boy time, girl time, couple time, all sorts of crazy shenanigans. So Yeah, I think it gets more interesting when they're all together. Lots more opportunity for drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Dominique and McKinley. Let's get into it. Tell me everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, they went... Or actually, before they went horseback riding, um, McKinley claimed he had ridden them many times as a kid, and I believed him at the time, or when he said it. I don't know if he had anything on that, but... Well, it was mostly just that that morning of, I guess it was, would have been the sixth, the sixth day of, of marriage, um, when they got up in the morning... They were kind of discussing their plans for the day, and she was saying that she really wanted to go horseback riding, kind of, which is good because they had horseback riding scheduled for later in the day, and he was kind of, I guess, just going off saying things like, oh yeah, like I'm just super great at riding horses, and I spin around and do all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, It seemed kind of ridiculous to me a little bit um but as you mentioned yeah he's he also said i've been riding horses since i was a kid so which turned out to not be true well we'll 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 talk (laughs) about that so before we do though what what do you think about her her ratings (laughs) that was brutal she said it's a six and a half well so so that's her that's her her attraction towards him yes but what about the other rating? Well, she said the romance was a three or a four. That's pretty bad. 
that's worse than failing because of his constant joking. Mm-hmm. Which I just, what is with these women not liking the joking this season? I don't recall this being a factor in, in past seasons. Usually it's like all about the physical or emotional, but the humor element is tripping a couple of these couples up. I think, I think because what we've seen of what has been referenced, and obviously I'm sure there's a lot more, it, it strikes me as not really what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say that what the men are describing as a sense of humor, I don't necessarily consider to be a sense of humor. Like, oh, interesting. It, like it, it sort of is, but take take Mac for example. What he's calling his like sense of humor is this like complaining about stuff and, right, because he keeps saying he's an introvert and is out of his comfort zone and all of this. And so he's spending a lot of his time complaining about, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that, all this stuff. And he thinks that this is all jokey and sense of humor, but that's not how it comes across at all. And same because uh, uh, you were speaking generally, uh, thinking of Shaq and yes. Kirsten, I'm assuming. Yes. I guess I didn't realize that his complaining is what she was considering to be his constant joking. Well, it's, it, I'm, I think it's that. And then, so say the horse conversation, like his, I don't know, he just word vomits all this stuff out that's sort of jokey, but it's not really humor necessarily. Yeah, it's not funny. It, it's more, it seems to me like it's less of humor or even joking and more of just a defense mechanism on on max part at least if i can not talk about this now but just thinking about shack as well like what we saw there the clip of him he was essentially just like kind of making fun of her <laughs> like that's not with really, the whole bags thing yeah like that's not really sense of humor that's just kind of being a bit mean-spirited mm -hmm. uh especially since as far as we know, he didn't actually like jump in to help her. So it's one, I don't know, it's one thing yeah. to me if it's like, oh, huh, wow, look at you. Like, you're just really struggling to carry that and then take it from them <laughs> versus just razz them about it. So, yeah, I, I guess I would say at this point, I haven't seen much sense of humor. I've just seen kind of weird stuff that. Yeah, that's why I was like kind they, of puzzled. Yeah. I was like, well, if he's just normally being funny, but yeah. it doesn't it doesn't seem like that. Because like we're to not me. seeing a lot, but Yeah. Um She also FaceTimed her mom. <sighs> <laughs> like, why? You're on your honeymoon. Yeah, I'd definitely be interested to hear people's perspective on this because I'm I'm not I don't know. I don't want to be super harsh because it's like, well, it's not like if you go on your honeymoon, you have to be dead to the world necessarily. No, but but at the still, same time, like this is only yeah, a few days in. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna just take take that time to specifically FaceTime your mom. That part of it feels more not weird even like to me. a text. 
just right. a quick check-in, but video feed of you <laughs> in your hotel room or wherever in she was. In your PJs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the balcony of your uh, hotel in, in, in Jamaica. So, yeah. The, I wonder how many times has she done this? Is this the first time? <laughs> Hopefully. From, from what she was saying, yes. And she was having major withdrawals. So... Uh, that dynamic seems a little unhealthy to me, but mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. Yeah, it is a little strange. I mean, she's still pretty pretty young, so I maybe, I don't know. It, I don't take as much issue with it as I would maybe if she was like 40. <laughs> oh, like uh, Eris. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know. It it's it's just kind of a weird vibe for me with with them right now because uh, yeah. I think that she's getting more and more uncomfortable. She does seem uncomfortable. Things seem just awkward in general between them. Him with his like half joking, snarking, and then her just reacting to it. Yeah, because especially since it's it's this super weird combination of super ap- like acting super apprehensive about everything but then also at the same time having this weird overinflated sense of confidence in in some ways like the, the horse situation for example you know like oh yeah well, been there done that blah 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 and then it's like oh no i can't i can't do it so it's a it's a a, a strange combination and i think it's a bit off-putting to her especially since she is a pretty confident person and a straight shooter i think it's just weird to be in that boat yeah i guess we can talk about the horse back riding real quick <laughs> which ended up being very funny but not for not for mac <laughs> because somehow they're all like they're in the water like submerged a good chunk but their whole like upper body at least is still up out of the water well in, in some parts of it in certain parts i think they kind of were partially submerged like mid to mid chest maybe but yeah it oh. was just it was just one of those like a little excursion thing kind of I, I what it seemed like is there was sort of a sandbar or something that they kind of went in a circle around and i was just like oh have have fun sit on the horses and and we'll go and do this. And so this was a a couple a couple's activity with all of them. Yeah, but somehow he got pooped on. <laughs> I don't know if I guess it just floated backward toward him or whatever. But he's not happy. Yeah. Well, so he, first of all, because I I feel like you are skipping ahead here a little bit, because this is where we found out that he in fact had never ridden a horse before in his life, and she was like, what? so that was that was the first thing and then on top of that he was like super terrified of it and so he was hanging super far back which is the whole reason and i think it was even her horse took a dump and some of it floated (laughs) back towards him (laughs) poor mac (laughs) which which if he had been being normal he would have been 
up with her and it wouldn't have even gotten pooped on. Also, he was just too far downstream. Yeah. Plus, I mean, like, I know, oh, it's poop. It's poop. Oh, it's so terrible. But, like, horse poop typically is not that bad. Like, horses eat things like grass and hay. And, like, their poop is not particularly gross on the scale of poop. Okay, I'll trust you on that one. <laughs> Just in case anybody was wondering, I would much rather get pooped on by a horse than, say, a bear or something like that. I don't know anything about bear poop either, but I probably don't want to know. Well, we don't we don't have to go there. Uh, but yeah, I think this is just... Again, I think it's very confusing for Dominique to face this because i think what she would rather have happen and i'm just speculating here but i feel like she would rather have him just be like no i don't want to do this or no i'm not going to do this and that's the end of it versus it ends up being way more of a psychological burden for there to be this extended period of hemming and hawing and complaining and apprehension. And even though eventually he's like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. I think that's tough to have to deal with and put up with. Yeah, I think so too. The other, I think I had one last thing about Mac, which was when he said that this was later on with the whole Clint debacle. Mm-hmm. But when Max said that Gina was sexy. <laughs> I did get a little uncomfortable by that. And that Clint wouldn't be pulling any girls better than Gina. So I don't know why Mac felt the need to say that on, uh, on camera. I, I don't either. But and this is what has continued to make me uncomfortable about this season in particular is there's just the men in general are making me uncomfortable it's just the language that they're using and the just the the way they seem to be thinking about things even that language of of like pulling like that's like a it's just i know what you're saying it's like this male dominated kind of right it's it's like oh well here's a catch yeah um, and it just, it feels weird to me that this is such a consistent thread throughout this is, is language like that and seemingly, uh, them having views like that, uh, is, is strange to me and it makes me uncomfortable because I, I like if you're in, in a relationship that you're trying to be committed to and have it be long lasting, uh, if you are in a relationship with someone who is more interested in, you know, objectifying women or just has these weird views about how women are and and should be and all of this stuff, I just yeah. Mm. <sighs> well. I guess we can move on to another couple unless Uh, you had something else. Well, uh, one thing I did want to know is they, the two of them had a, 
I don't know. Is there a term for it? Like just diary cam? Like when they when oh, they have the there's different terms. I think some of them on this show might be called an OTF on the fly. Like when they're out in whatever activity. Well, I'm Sometimes talking about it's... when they were when they were together in their ho- hotel room, like filming themselves. Oh, I think just like selfie cam or. Okay, well, we can Whatever. call it we can call it selfie cam. Uh, I did find it interesting that they they had that that moment. Well, where uh, they were in bed together, and he was acknowledging that he was kind of being a loser about it. Which she, her response to that then was, "Don't make excuses," because he 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 keeps trying to blame it on being an introvert, and I don't think that that is that's not accurate right (laughs) yeah i mean he did apologize later for the they were like outside somewhere he apologized for the horse and sailing stuff and all this joking and complaining Mm -hmm. yeah that was where they were uh they were taking a walk and found a bamboo grove that other couples had carved their initials into and so they uh they took a moment to do the same since Dominique had a knife in her purse. <laughs> <laughs> Just happened to have one. Well, she likes to be prepared. I guess she, I don't know, it seems strange to me that it, it made it through security because I wasn't, I mean, she must have checked it, but still. Uh, yeah, there, he did apologize for taking the joking too far and all that, and she does forgive him, but she's also as we mentioned a straight shooter and so doesn't have a whole lot of tolerance for that so i don't know hmm (sighs) surely there's a stronger couple we could talk about um well (laughs) pickings are slim this season i mean i guess we could do nicole and chris they're probably the best matched <laughs> I, at, at this, the moment at least at this point i'm gonna agree with you so uh we get to them uh climbing themselves into a a hammock for a nice little cu- cuddle and conversation yes they discuss past relationships and i guess he talks about his ex they were together a year and a half and they only had sex three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, I guess, uh, with these two, there's a lot of uh, extremes. So, he, as you mentioned, he had the one relationship that was sex three times in a year and a half relationship. He had another relationship where they had a bunch of problems, but they were just masking them with having sex constantly, and that didn't work either yeah he wants a healthy medium mm-hmm. which uh she and she wants she wants the same thing she's who's in a relationship where i mean she basically the exact same situation one where she just did not feel desired at all the other just and tmi as she said but they just had the best wildest amazing constant sex <laughs> Yeah, it turns out her ex was seeing other people and didn't tell her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... 
He's also nervous about performing the way she wants in the bed. He's not super old, though, right? No, I guess he probably means technique. Yeah, I just feel like I have more confidence or faith in someone in that situation than I than I do. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of counterintuitive, but at the same time, like I have a bit more confidence that he would actually care enough to uh, say satisfy her sexually than someone like Eris or Clint where yeah you just kind of like <laughs> well I feel like I feel like female orgasms haven't really been a huge part of their sexual experience and that is that is just a harsh judgment <laughs> for me but that's just that's the vibe I get from how they behave so can't really disagree i know i'm skeptical of chris <laughs> i've made that abundantly clear but just in general i do i do have a little bit more confidence in, in someone who's like actually seems to be sincerely concerned about that yeah he seems to care a lot more at least mm -hmm. yeah so from there we move to some kayaking for them which was also, that was after all the group stuff, right? Um, I don't know. It might have been. Whatever. But. Yeah, which. <laughs> they had trouble. They had some trouble with this. <laughs> so bad. So bad at kayaking. Which, I mean, I don't know how to do it properly either, but they were just like uncoordinated. They didn't match up with the paddling or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that went. <laughs> that went very poorly for a lot of that lacking synchronization yes that's the word <laughs> so then they start talking about pet peeves he doesn't like when dishes are in the sink because i guess he said he lived with his brother and his brother never did the dishes but then he ended up doing it because he just was tired of them just sitting there that is an interesting pet peeve to have when he also has said that he just does not really clean stuff. Yeah, and then he only does laundry once a month. That's concerning, <sighs> right? <laughs> you're you're asking asking me. So, I mean, I would say yes. I it, I guess it depends on the definition of doing laundry because some people some people define doing laundry as like the whole folding process, not just like, oh, it's in the washing machine and then it's been moved to the dryer. Like, does that make sense? Like they count doing laundry as like, oh, the, it's clean, but now I've folded it and put it away versus uh... just run it through the machines. Because I have, I've had, a, I've heard a lot of people ha have that be their, their definition. I don't know. I guess the way he said it, I took it as he doesn't wash stuff once only once a month i just i feel like that is a bit of a stretch i mean i hope not <laughs> but i didn't i don't know i wouldn't have thought okay if i didn't fold them that means i didn't do laundry well because if if you don't you just have baskets of laundry and you're just going <laughs> i know you have no experience with that but you no, know going going not. from uh you know going from 
a clean basket to a dirty basket and then through the wash and then clean basket to dirty basket. <laughs> you know, you don't really need to involve a, a dresser in there. Oh, so, so okay, well. I, 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 I kind of took that to be what he meant since it's, it's kind of mind-boggling to me. Either he has terrible hygiene and like you wear stuff all the time or he has enough clothes to go an entire month. Yeah, he would need at least 30 pairs of underwear. Well, some people don't hold to the one pair of underwear per one day. <laughs> well, but then also he says he washes his sheets every few weeks even with dogs sleeping in them. Mm. Imagine the amount of pet hair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is in his bed. Yeah, so she is not not all about all that. She's like, I wouldn't be either. We will be doing laundry, or I will be doing laundry at least more often. The sheets will be done. What did she say? Like <laughs> once, once a, a week? week? Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. What did you think of her pet peeve specifically? Um, I don't remember what hers were. SMP, slow moving people. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I I can agree with her on that. There's a lot of yeah, slow people I, who just take up the whole space. I heard her say that, and I was like, mm, "Christy, Christy agrees with this." Yeah, it's like if you're gonna be slow, fine, but don't block the <laughs> don't block the whole walkway. Especially <laughs> if you've got like three or four people who are walking in a group and they never they don't move over so other people can pass through. Oh no. What what a faux pas. <laughs> uh, good stuff. I'm so sorry that you have to deal with that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, what what else about these guys? Anything? That's all I had on them. Okay. We are just we're just flying through well i assume we will spend a bit of time on clint and gina mm -hmm. are you are you saying that we should go to jasmine and eris next uh sure that's fine we start with a couple's massage Mm-hmm. yeah where she tells him to uh, not to drop any more bombs on on her <laughs> yeah the the not in love thing was too much yeah, which he personally did not consider to be a bomb. I guess it depends on how you look at it. I think it's kind of a bomb because of his age. Right. I I would agree with that. So what did you think of this? Seemed like a 180 from Eris where he's like, yeah, things are moving at a comfortable pace with like our level of touch. Well, I think that we're all confused here. Sampy is confused. Christy is confused. Jasmine is confused. We're all confused. Yeah, this didn't make sense. Um, and, well, it doesn't make sense now. It will make sense later. Uh, well, but yeah, she, she is, she's confused because he really did seem to put a lot of like sexual pressure on her. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to say he like like did anything inappropriate but or super inappropriate i'm just thinking back to that dinner they had where the like the most pressing question on his mind 
was what is your favorite sexual position yeah that's not matching up now with what you're saying <laughs> uh exactly you know now he doesn't really seem to want to to touch her do much when she kind of and i let me ask you this do you do you think that she is in more of a place for physical attraction because it seemed like she was initially more reserved and and hesitant and now she's kind of getting more to the place of oh i i could be ready for this is that match up to your your thought there um yeah or at least she's very surprised that he's like pulling back so she's like wait you were like gung-ho when i kind of wasn't and now that i am more ready now you're like and eh, let's pump the brakes this is like a good pace Mm-hmm. yeah I I don't know. And yeah, it's just very confusing mm-hmm. because he is, as he keeps telling us, a very sexual person. <laughs> Which is, it's a similar category to me in terms of the awkwardness of Chris broadcasting his niceness it's just like i don't need to hear that you're the nicest person around or like i don't need to hear that you are just this mega sexual person like i (laughs) yeah it's just it's just it's too much i mean later on when the couples are hanging out clint asks has Eris blown jasmine's back out which sounds so bad like in a group setting like that yeah well because that was so he really, uh, Clint really threw him under the bus there because yes. that was a com- that was a comment that Eris had made back during the bachelor party, which I had forgotten about. Did we see that footage before? I want to say yes, but I'm not 100 percent positive about that. But Clint was just like, "Can we just slide this in here?" <laughs> so inappropriate. Yeah, it's also just a really weird way to describe. It's very graphic. That. Yeah, and again, like, more along those lines of, like, this dominating, using... Male-conquering woman, yeah. Kind of thing that makes me a bit uncomfortable. Uh, So then Iris has to explain. He said, oh, it was just an in-the-moment comment. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that makes it any better. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um yeah, so they're they're all together here. I mean, we're kind of gonna bleed bleed together. Um, at, at some point, is this? Do you think this is an appropriate time to bleed all the couple stuff together? Are you talking about Eris's rating scale? Well, um, not quite yet. I mean, could we? Because we have the original Clint and Gina thing there as well though i guess i guess let's wait we we can we can we can hold on um yeah let's talk about let's talk about his rating scale why not let's just let's just do it because this is sort of the end part or sort of couples together part two um where they brought all the women together brought all the men together and 
Well, Eris says Jasmine is at a 12 in attraction to him. And I kind of want to know where he got that from. Yeah, I don't know. Did she say that? Or is he just have such a high opinion of his looks? I think he has a high opinion of himself. And I think maybe he is misinterpreting her confusion about his change in tack as being all all interested in him now maybe maybe she is just super horny for him now but i don't i don't know that we've seen that and (laughs) comparatively he is at a four or a five an attraction to her Mm. he does feel bad though (laughs) he feels guilty which he's promptly reassured that he shouldn't feel guilty for no, that Clint told him that, right? <laughs> Clint just was full of wisdom, little nuggets this episode. But yeah, Arison... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just want to say, like Clint is like a more upsetting Mitch. Well, yeah, Clint can't keep his mouth shut. But he's the things he says are more inappropriate, I feel like, than what Mitch did. Right. Mitch was, to some degree, insufferable at times would definitely say things that he should have kept to himself, but overall, better. <laughs> uh, so do you want to do you want to drop this bombshell? This heiress bombshell here? Oh, about his type his type? Yeah. So why is he at a four? Well, apparently Jasmine's butt is not big enough. He talks about the Williams sisters, Meg the Stallion, that they have the perfect size butt. <laughs> Jasmine's is too small. How dare she? Uh, I just... <laughs> that I just can't with that. Like, she can't change the size of her butt. I know. She needs to do a thousand squats a day. It still wouldn't be enough for him. He'd find something else to criticize. No. <laughs> that is just, it's very strange to me, especially considering, like, over overall, like, as we were told on this episode, we have some pretty curvy women. Yeah, I like, mean, is he wishing he was with Kirsten? Oh, Lord, let's not like, get into <laughs> Like, how much, well, I guess we know how much bigger if you look at those two celebrities I mentioned. That's just so strange, though, that you you actually have, you have, like, the the model on tap for that. Yeah, that's not, I mean, he mentioned his celebrity crush being Lauren London a couple weeks back on After Party. I'm not sure how she compares to those two women, but. I guess he has a type. Yeah, so that's great. So thus the four or five. Mm-hmm. So I guess let's quickly finish up their their solo time here, and then move to the the real problem couple. the The only couple things I had here was, first of all, after the like the initial couple time when they hop back together Eris was like yeah clinton 
Clint and Gina low key called each other ugly. <laughs> no, I laughed when I heard that too. <laughs> Which we will we will talk about that in in depth. But I I thought that was very funny and very accurate. Mm-hmm. Here's my question for you: What do you make of his constant? Because he he's like trying to look at it as a positive that he's not having sex and like all this different stuff what do you make of his sort of mental gymnastics here i think he is trying really 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 hard to not be this overly sexual person but he's failing and so this is the justification in his mind well it hasn't worked for me before what I've been doing so maybe this time it'll be different but the old ways are creeping in as we've noticed with his speech and the way he talks about Jasmine and this is this is still despite the fact that he has a major problem with her butt he's still struggling well it's who he married though so he'll have to make do he didn't have a choice no, he signed up for the wrong show. If that's the body type you wanted, a blind experiment is not for you. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, the whole having hyper specific expectations in the looks department is not the best play <laughs> no. coming on here, especially since that gives them an opportunity to give you the exact opposite. For better television. I wonder during the questionnaire, like, there's, you can't really put, I want someone with a big butt, right? So, I mean, maybe he did. Maybe he, like, <laughs> got a bunch of magazines with, you know, pictures of the Williams sisters and Meg the Stallion and all that and, you know, cut them out and glued <laughs> them to the bottom of his application and said, see, this is. What I would like, these are, this is the smallest butt I will accept. <laughs> Here That's is so the, the ideal range. I don't know. It's possible. Uh, and if he did do that, then I'm sure Dr. Pepper was like, hmm, this will be a growth experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's not something that I go around noticing. So it's hard for me to just be like, well, sure. She her butt is totally insufficient. Cuz it's I, not I, even. She's a nor like uh, such a weird thing mm-hmm. to fixate on. Mm-hmm. So last thing here, I guess, unless you have other things. Uh his not being in love before seems like it's going to be a major issue. Yeah, cuz now she's worried she'll eventually fall in love and he won't be there to match her do you agree with that take do you think she's right uh yeah i don't i can't fault her for feeling like this but also it's just a few days in so we need time to get there yeah you gotta you gotta trust the process guys yeah he's not there yet but then they talk about how it feels awkward, but she doesn't feel awkward, and it's just kind of weird. These people, like, really 
overanalyze things. I feel like so early on that it just be it just stunts their growth as a couple. Yeah, I would I would agree with that take. For sure. They they spend so much time re, like rehashing things in their minds when it's like, look, you don't even have you don't even have the information, the data to be analyzing yet. No, you just need to like <laughs> chill and enjoy the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Ask fun questions. Like, what's your favorite sexual position? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he already asked no, that look, one. I'm ki- I'm kidding. Okay, I'm kidding. At so, least ask that yeah. one when the cameras aren't around. Mm. Yeah, oh. or at least in in a situation where it makes more sense, right? Because even if, and we keep, we keep establishing this, this is, this keeps getting made abundantly clear. None of them have had sex yet. Okay. Just so you know, we always, we always get this at this stage. Despite that, right. That doesn't mean you can't have these conversations. You're having conversations about hopefully everything and personalities and, personal history and families and preferences and all these things like so there totally could be sex conversations like what are your expectations what like so there is a time and a place for this stuff but not at dinner out of the blue like that right that's what i'm saying (laughs) yeah well oh boy i guess we can move on to clint and gina yeah let's do it they they had a real great episode and are now closer than they've ever been right <laughs> not quite oh boy so we start off with a floating breakfast and he's most excited to take her sailing when they return to nashville mm-hmm. so first of all did you did you like this floating breakfast is that just your dream to have a floating breakfast no. like that <laughs> Oh, wow. I don't want to be in the pool for breakfast. <laughs> uh, that's not very adventurous of you. No, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so apparently, so he has two boats. Dang yes. and dang it. Wait, that's the name of them? Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, one I, is named, I missed that. Yeah, one is named Dang and the other is named Dang it. Okay. <laughs> Which um, boat ownership? Hmm, that is not pricey. something I'd want. Yeah, I feel like his boats are like her salon, the thing they both gravitate to talking about. Yeah, perhaps. I I feel like I feel like maybe not so much for him. Uh because he has like sailing perhaps i feel like sailing it would be a more apt Mm -hmm. thing versus just specifically his his boats but uh what's what's it about her her work what's like what's the problem uh well she just talks about it a ton like she just signed a seven-year commercial lease and she's droning on about she does hair wednesday through friday she teaches monday and tuesday she doesn't leave until after seven. So but only sometimes, right? It's all based on the needs of her customers. 
That is true. Um, I did see that the name of her salon is Slay Bay Beauty Co. Hey, we can't be advertising these things. <laughs> you could trim it out. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I'm going to leave you open to liability. Now, I... I yes. You know what's... I have to say what's also weird about that is the Instagram account for that hair salon was only started like in January of this year, or like late well, December. Well, she's just starting that business. No, she's been doing hair though. She's been doing hair, but she's it's more it's a it's a whole nother thing now though, from what I got. I thought she had, she has all of these people underneath her, so I thought she had been operating. Yeah, since January. No, no I, but this was filmed last year, though. Oh, you're saying this January? Yeah, like a month ago. It only has twelve posts on the Instagram page. I mean, it may it may have taken a bit to spin up. I don't I don't know. I'm not well, I'm not a salon expert here. But the the takeaway here is that he's very bored by that. <laughs> yes. I guess he's, it's too much for him. Well, because he wants to... He wants to hear about Gina, you know, her personality and everything about her. And all he hears about is her work. And it's just ugh, so frustrating. He even tries to... Did you Did you catch there where he tried to, like divert her by giving her a little morsel of food oh, and she yes. just ate it and continued right on <laughs> <laughs> yep so that's going real swell well the next part about them is with all of the couples together <laughs> where Gina talks about their biggest struggle being physical chemistry they've actually kissed several times it was interesting the way she phrased that um real kisses okay they weren't these fake kisses <laughs> and then clint launches into what we've seen in the previews a million times about typically girls he's dated have been athletic and slender this um, just kept this kept going yeah it was even worse than the previous it was it showed it was hard to watch because it was extended. Yeah, like Gina doesn't fit the type of mold I'm attracted to. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That is brutal. Oh, boy. Yeah, which... She said she doesn't like redheads, so here we are. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of that... <laughs> I, I want to hear your thoughts specifically because the impression that I got was that this specifically was a result of him feeling butthurt over her comments from last episode. Yes, a hundred hundred percent. The gingery features. Yeah, because he views ginger as an insult. Uh no. I disagree with you. He views ginger as a slur. Well, same same-ish thing. Mm, way, way, he is offended by the term. Way, way, way worse. Um, 
Yeah, there just I don't know. There's just a lot of weird stuff around there. I mean, we got to find out that none of the couples have even seen each other naked yet. That surprised me. I know. I like, what are you guys doing? You <laughs> <laughs> like, you you live. You are living in the same room in your honeymoon suite. Yeah. You just go into the yeah. room and close the yeah, door every time you change. If I was in, if I was in a hot climate like Jamaica, I would be naked all the time. <laughs> That's just a little fun fact. <laughs> so it's very, yeah. Again, I think goes back to the struggle that they feel in general regarding physicality, and I. I I also want to hear your opinion here as well because I get the impression a lot of the time that barriers to physical intimacy get thrown up because there is a concern about what stuff means. So like for example, if we start kissing like Am I like, am I going to feel this pressure or tension to like have sex? Like if, if I'm like get changed and I'm naked here, do we have to go the rest of the way? Is that, is that how you kind of interpret things as well or? Maybe, but also like even with the sex elements, like if we have sex, then that means we're not getting to know each other on an emotional level. Like you, you can do those simultaneously. Right. And that goes back to what we always talk about is this like overthinking everything. Everything is so heavy and the stakes are so high, Mm -hmm. which like they kind of are because you got married, but also you're married. So that should relieve some of that pressure. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to do with that that sometimes, but I also I appreciated how upset like all the women got over his comments. They're like, "Yeah. How dare he? How dare he? Does he not know that he is in the presence in a, in a of- group of <laughs> curvy women?" Mhm. Which, Such a misguided uh, set of comments there. Yeah, it, it's the whole thing is comical in a deeply disturbing way to me, especially since, uh, especially since Married at First Sight, generally speaking, is so refreshing compared to a show like The Bachelor when it comes to the people that are on the show like we get so much of a wider range of people that are typically in my opinion at least way closer to what could be considered normal Mm -hmm. (laughs) like act like legitimately normal in terms of body types and even occupation at some level uh all those things it's so nice to see and then and he's over here kind of bemoaning the fact that you know they didn't give him a woman to be married to that's you know like 
one of the women that they get for the bachelor who only gets to eat once a year you know (laughs) yeah once again if you're that specific this is the wrong show (sighs) so later when the women all hang out they talk about it with her like talking about the gross comments everyone Mm -hmm. is offended gina said her waist is a 26 i don't know what that means means 26 inches going around is is that good i (laughs) i mean that's pretty small people on twitter were like is she sure but wow (laughs) wow (laughs) that is incredibly terrible and mean i know there was some skepticism on on the internet i mean i think i i'm i'm like a 34 (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't know i don't know if that if the like the measurement location or like if that's the same it probably depends on where in your belly area you measure around well that true wouldn't want to measure a little further up that would be like 47 (laughs) uh yeah uh the the uh it was just comical to me because we opened that conversation with how how are you feeling after his gross comments and then I don't I didn't catch who said this, but it, I feel like it it must have been Dominique. But somebody was like, "I would have stabbed him in the throat." <laughs> <laughs> it was either her or Nicole. <laughs> yeah, it, it may have been Nicole because she she got some screen time there to express her extreme displeasure in in Clint. Which, uh, we just, uh, we switch back to the men with Clint claiming he's very conscious of people's feelings. I know. I laughed when I heard that too. (laughs) What? (laughs) I, because what we just watched does not seem to indicate that you are conscious of other people's feelings at all. No, then he accuses Gina of, like, talking all about the hair salon, and then is this just a promo? Yeah, that's that's a little uncomfortable. Because maybe you disagree, but I feel like... I feel like her deal is more... She's a, a, a workaholic business owner who hasn't figured out how to separate her life into sections and have any sort of like work-life balance and so it's kind of taken over her personality that's that's what i see versus oh she's just trying to promote because it seems like there would be much more cost effective and uh less traumatic ways to advertise your business than going on married at first sight and marrying a butthole. For sure. That was my part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that oh man. I wanted to ask you though the other men's response to him. How did you feel about that? Did you were you okay with that? Did you think that he what he said really was 
super inappropriate and they should have kind of taken him to task over it they should have you do think they should have yeah if nothing else than to support their wives who were all offended Mm -hmm. i guess the question is had i guess at this point a lot of them had had the chance to talk about that conversation right or no was this before they got back together i just I'm don't not remember. sure i guess i guess i'm not sure how how much how much the other men knew like of their wives response it just seems like to me at least even not knowing specifically like hearing from them directly it just it seems like somebody should have been calling him out on some of this stuff like through the whole process because this is not the first time he's kind of made comments that are not complimentary of of women yeah i mean even with like earlier when the when the guys were hanging out and they were talking about chris and how nicole holds hands more than I'd want her to cleanse. Like, make sure you don't let Nicole walk all over you. You got to, like, yeah, really he, put your yeah. foot down. Yeah, he launched into a whole thing there. Yeah, he had something to say about every couple, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, when Mac was talking about, like, how he needs to, like, curtail his humor and you can't always use it to, to cope, Clint talks about... Yeah, make sure you're yourself right off the rip. Don't curtail any part of yourself. Mm-hmm. Which, to to his credit, he did not not Clint. Nothing to his credit. <laughs> to Chris, <laughs> to Chris, Chris was like, well, but I feel like kind of the the point of like this process is the compromise. Com- yeah, that was Mac. Yeah. Um. Oh, that was Mac, not Chris. My apologies uh yeah there's just he just has some weird semi-aggressive thing even at one point during those conversations he mentioned because in the whole like oh you can't compromise yourself you gotta be yourself like he mentioned like you know 50 relationships like like nobody gets like to 50 relationships <laughs> it just felt very strange to me yeah clint really needs to curtail his mouth <gasps> no he gotta be his self okay no matter the cost as we find out there is perhaps some cost <laughs> yeah because the next day i guess after the girls hang out gina finally confronts clint well right because even that evening she was super withdrawn like they were in those they were on those like swings over the water next to each other and he was being his usual self Mm -hmm. and she's just like yeah Mm -hmm. okay he should have been able to tell something was off that's that's all all she said so she finally yeah the next the next day yeah, tells him she's pretty offended by the mm-hmm. comment about weight. 
and the whole mm-hmm. slender athletic. Which he denies. Oh, of course. <laughs> she also said, you don't know how much I work out, referring to the athletic part. Because mm-hmm. like not everyone who's athletic is tiny. Uh-huh. Right. And plus, <laughs> like, or you could be, and this is personal information here, but like me, for example, I'm definitely carrying around a lot of extra weight, but I am also decently athletic. I'm like athletic fat. <laughs> I mean, Clint is just generalizing here with these terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which then we just, we find out that in a lot of ways, the root cause of all of this is because he does equate ginger as a slur. Yes. She, he asks her, do you think the term ginger is offensive? And then Gina launches into, well, I work on redheads in my studio. And- oh, always about the, <laughs> always about the salon. <laughs> And she said that's what they request. Did you catch that? Like she's like she's implying the, her clients that have red hair request the I term just, ginger. So here's here's the thing. I, regardless of how I feel about all that, because the reality is redhead. Redheaded people do sometimes face additional like bullying and stuff. I mean, we've all we've yeah. all we've all heard the things like, um, oh, like ginger people don't have souls, like all these like we super weird like nonsense. Um, and so that term is definitely offensive to some people. Uh, I I don't know if it really extends out to the slur level but what is particularly funny to me is her whole retort to that just reminded me even though it's not really the same thing in my mind it reminded me of like some person being like oh oh, like i like i'm not racist like this this black person i came across like they were fine with me using the n-word <laughs> right oh, no. right where again again it's not really to that level probably but like it's the same vibe where it's like oh, oh but don't don't worry don't worry i know plenty of redheads and trust me they love that term yeah i guess it's i guess what's more important is that he doesn't like it and so but she just keeps using it Right. And then Clint tries to defend his earlier comment saying, oh, I was just defining my past relationships. Wasn't my intent to hurt you or anything. Mm-hmm. And then Gina said, I need someone who can read the room, which Clint did not do earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. <sighs> and then this kind of just kind of turned ugly. Very ugly. Because... Clint said, I'm sorry you feel that way, which is the most non-apology of apologies. <laughs> and says, you're just trying to position it to make me look bad. So at this point, the conversation is basically over. Gina has nothing left to say and thinks that he should spend some time apart for the rest of the honeymoon. 
Yeah, so, so basically disaster. initiating a separation. And then as she walks away, Clint said, you should be done. <laughs> and then as the whole tirade about she's got yeah. no leg to stand on. What an unfortunate turn of events. She's trying to turn the tide. You're defaulting to running away. Yeah, he had, I mean, he had, he had This a, is a game for her. He had a lot to a lot to say there. And I guess my response to that is I feel like they both should have handled things differently. Yes, they're both throwing shots at each other. Right. And specifically cuz it really is it at least seems to be i don't know if he's using it as an excuse but i it seemed like he's genuine he's genuinely upset by her comments using ginger right Mm -hmm. so it's a it's a tough situation because i feel like there is multiple sort of accountability that needs to be had because he ended up super butthurt about it and kind of put that out there in a totally non-constructive way, right? He, like, decided, it seemed like, I'm upset about this. I'm going to start taking pot shots. Mm-hmm. When, really, he probably should have communicated to her that that actually... Like, if that is an actual thing that is a super sore spot for him, and it very well could be. like, Yeah, he should have said something right then during that convo. Well, well, not even necessarily. Like, but like even a, a little bit later, like, but it should be addressed, right? Because, and again, I'm kind of comparing things to the, the N-word here. Like, everybody knows about the N-word at this point hopefully right i think so (laughs) right but there's still a lot of language that that is sort of in this it's not really a gray area but it's just an unawareness area where language has just existed and people don't know the say the origin of stuff they don't know the connotations for a lot of things just off the cuff I, and and so uh, you have these situations where you start scratching your head it's like well where does where does the responsibility lie to to deal with this because people should be learning things and be aware of what they're saying but a lot of times you absorb stuff like that having no idea of where it came from like w- did ginger originate because people were bullying redheads at school in the UK? Like I potentially, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) So, so you end up having this weird area where like she should, uh, definitely be aware of the sort of language she's using, but probably the average person isn't going to know a lot of this stuff because like i don't know about you but i've been friends with redheads my whole life and as as she said some of them 
we're totally fine with it. <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot of miscommunication and or just a total breakdown here at the end. So I guess we will have to see if they can mend things, but it's not looking good. Yeah. And we still have one last couple, Kirsten and Shaquille. See, I always forget about that because I feel like we really have not seen them much this season. Am I crazy here? I mean, not as much as some of the other couples. I guess maybe now that they uh now that we're past the conference maybe we'll start to get more but i feel like we didn't really even get much from them here yeah i mean we saw them learning that dance which they actually did really well with yeah i thought that i thought that little mini date actually went super well like way better than i would have ever imagined to be honest yeah they were both really good at it they were vibing they were like maybe some sort of attraction is starting to grow within Kirsten. I thought her boobs were going to pop out of her shirt during that. (laughs) Shout out to double-sided tape. Wow. Wow. Um, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, because it was like cut like below her bust line. Okay. And they were doing all that dancing up, bouncing up and down. I was real worried there for a second. Yeah, sometimes I worry that I'm going to escape when I'm doing dances like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It went uh, went super well. Then, uh, I mean, she's sort of uh, in the same boat. Um as uh as dominique when it comes to the so-called humor of their husbands yeah she just wants a little sense of humor (laughs) which is very hard for to define because he kept asking like well how much right I, i think that does go back to what we were talking about is like are you actually having a sense of humor here is this actually humor or are you just like being ridiculous and trying to call it humor yeah she wants him to be serious when it's time but he doesn't know how not to joke so they're really gonna have to work through this yeah especially since i i don't really relate to her in this instance super well because she was talking about how like once they get to know each other then they can have fun and stuff is like why are you separating that out yeah i don't agree with that like like yeah there are serious conversations to be had but seriousness does actually and is able to go hand in hand with humor like being being able to inter like inject that into those situations can help quite a lot you know you don't yeah. want to just be like sitting there like okay so uh how do you feel about this important life topic don't you dare smile at me <laughs> and i know she's not going that far it's just i don't well, know what she really wants it here. seems like they've kind of agreed and have come together a bit that she just wants him to be more aware there's a time and a place for humor and he says he can respect that. 
So yeah, they did kind of resolve the argument, though it did start with, and I was a little disturbed by basically him defending Clint and Eris. Okay, I thought I picked up on that too. I was yeah. like, why did you say he wasn't wrong, like per se? I don't know. It was a little weird. I I, I was concerned by that. Yeah, me too. I was like, uh, Shaquille, what are you what are you doing there? <laughs> Yeah, because you just, I don't know, I maybe men are just dumb in general and don't pick up on things, but. I guess they just took it as, oh, Clint's just talking about what he normally dates and they kind of left it at that in their brains. Mm. Makes me uncomfortable. Mm. Oh, anything else on them? Well, I did just want to mention here real quick that Dominique thinks Mac is a cutie. <laughs> but the fact that he's so much of a complainer really wears a lot of that shine off. Well, there was a couple things from After Party. Yes, tell me all about After Party, which I totally watched. <laughs> so... Clint says that they have zero intimacy at the moment, which is not the least bit surprising. And he gave more context to all of their comments that have been going back and forth. He said the day after the wedding, um, they were talking about the fact that neither one of them are paired with who they would, who they would normally want or date. And apparently Gina said, you probably thought you'd be with a slender woman. She said that to Clint. So in Clint's mind, he's just kind of building on these conversations they've already had. So that's kind of his excuse for mm -hmm. what he said in the group setting. So he's maintaining that Gina has started this whole conversation. Mm -hmm. The blame game. Interesting strategy. And then Eris piped in and said, well, she might have said that originally, but saying it in the group setting wasn't good, which everyone kind of agreed with. And so he Clint maintains he was just giving context of who he's typically dated. And if he had to do it over again, he wouldn't bring up anything about <laughs> her figure, not the time or the place. He would just say he normally dates adventurous people. So She's not adventurous enough for him, huh? No, and he maintains that Ginger is derogatory, basically taking out a whole category of people. Taking out? Like putting down or... Oh, putting down, okay. Just writing off, basically. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. So that's that was Clint's spiel. And then Eris, um, says that lack of attraction is still a thing. Oh boy, the emotional connection is good, but he doesn't want to ruin the honeymoon by saying something. By by saying something, <laughs> by saying <laughs> excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you this, but your butt is inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> but he is maintaining that he finds her attractive, but then Keisha asks, is the sexual chemistry piece missing? And he says, yes. Because of the butt. <sighs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, these people get such a... It's like they... It's like they take all this time and i don't know if if the extensive survey 
lends itself to this, but it just feels like to me that so many of these people, as they're working on that, they're like, they have a piece of paper and they're just like drawing their perfect person. And they're like, hmm, oh, they have these eyes. And, you know, Eris is just drawing out and he's like, and she has a ginormous butt. <laughs> and like just drawing it out and then like give that to the experts as well. It's like, it's so specific. How can you? It's like a ordering off a restaurant menu. I wanted this with this sauce. And yeah, it's just, it's bizarre to me given how one day all of us will be ugly and flabby and all of this stuff like i've never understood painting yourself into a corner like that and i'm not even just talking about the show i'm saying in general like oh man i'm I, I only date Latinas. It's like, what? I mean, <laughs> they're great, but so isn't everybody. Like, what? I don't know. I guess everyone has a type. So people claim. I don't know if I agree with that. So uh, can we just end here saying uh, none of these people are going to make a decision day? <laughs> I mean, Nicole and Chris are the only ones. At okay, this point. Okay, okay, fine. I'll I'll say yes on them. Yeah, the rest are unknown. Possibly Kirsten and Shaquille. But that's a little bit of a stretch they can, at the moment. If they can have more dance sessions, maybe. Perhaps, yeah. They're going to dance themselves right into the bedroom. Right mm. to decision day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't need to spend another hour going through all of them separately no all of them are gonna fail except for the one couple maybe so yeah you have anything else for me christy no that was it okay well i don't think i have anything else either i just wanted to as a last comment bring up mac had horse poop float by him <laughs> and i just thought that was very fitting <laughs> <laughs> and that's the show 